0: Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy Podcast, your go to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker Jordan Bunch. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy Podcast. We are on a new series now, we're talking all about pricing. Um, So if you're just catching up with us, we started out on kind of a gear centric series. Then we shifted into what I feel like is really kind of the central point of making a good wedding film. And that is telling a great story. Um, And so we had a nice long series on that. Now we're shifting gears again and we're going to get into something that that maybe matters more than anything else that we do. Maybe next to storytelling and maybe even above that, honestly, is how do we price ourselves? There's, there's so many different ways to go with this. There's, there's a ton of different models. And, um, if you, if you are any on any of the Facebook forums and you talk about this ever, um, you will probably get some haters. Um, at some point, you'll probably get some people who tell you that you're wrong and you're terrible for doing it that way. And you're an awful human being and you're not making enough money now or you're stealing money from people because your films aren't worth that much or whatever the case is. Uh, it's a hot topic. Uh, but it's also kind of a confusing topic for a lot of people because a lot of us, we we feel like, you know, we're artists. Um, and um, sometimes artists don't know how to get paid uh, or paid properly. And so I think this is super important because I, I want to help you. Not just make better wedding films, but make a better life out of doing something that you love, making wedding films. And and we do that by running a su- successful business and having a pricing model that makes us profitable. Um, and so uh, in order to do that, I wanted to have on John Bunn. John is uh, the owner of Redeemed Productions. I'm excited because I... Uh, I've been following uh, his business on Instagram for a long time, actually, and they put out amazing work. They're doing some really gorgeous weddings, um, almost, I don't know, maybe from coast to coast or or pretty close to it, um, if not, and they're doing both photography and video, which is a model that, that I'm doing as well with one of my companies, and... Uh, I know probably a lot of you are mixing the two. Maybe you started in photo and you moved to video and started, decided to do both or whatever the case may be. But anyways, we're going to dive in deep and really get into kind of some of the details of of what John's doing with Redeem Productions and how he's making that a successful business model for himself and for his um, for his shooters. So... John, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on?
1: I'm John, like you said, uh, with Redeemed Productions in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right here in the middle of the country. Um been doing this um, for uh, our first couple's 10-year anniversaries this summer, so we uh, have been doing this for 10 awesome. years now. So it's kind of crazy to look back at the first uh, video we did for a friend um, with one HD camera and one mini JVC Averio camera, both handheld, one oh, with nice. my wife holding one me holding, uh, to now, you know, to the, the gear we use to the weddings we've been, we've traveled all over the country, both coasts, um, you know, Hawaii, California, Montana, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, and I really kind of developed a passion for both the, the, the storytelling aspect of it. I love, love, I love telling the story of couples. Um, I love the interaction with them on the day of the wedding. It's very personality driven with our company. Um, and then I fell in love with the idea of creating something that was bigger than myself. So um, over the last few years, um, five years ago, this month was when we hired like our first employee. So I've been you know going um, full speed, full time since 2009 in the wedding industry. Uh, the first wedding I shot was in 07. so um, that's the basics about me. I have a wife and two little girls. Um, and we, I love them more than I love the business, but, um, it's been cool to provide a life, you know, where my wife can stay home with the kids, um, and, you know, jobs for now 11 different people, um, as we've grown into, you know, um, a company that is just, it's bigger than something that's just me now. So that's, that's the basics in a nutshell. That's
0: yeah. awesome. When, when I hear you say that I mean that's that is so much of my story you're just a little further on down the road than I nice. am but um but yeah I mean having a having a career that enables my my wife to get to stay home and and be mom to our two girls is just a can't a put huge, a price tag on that blessing yeah that I'm just oh you can't you can't yeah I'm just so grateful that um it's my wife that gets to have my wife and myself, they get to have the primary influence on their lives. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, thanks to this career and, and this, this field. Um, but I also just get to enjoy what I do on a daily basis. And so that's fantastic as well. Definitely. Uh, John, give me like a, give me a broad, like, uh, you know, 40,000 view foot view of what your business looks Mm -hmm. like. You mentioned you have 11 other people yep. working for you. Give, give me the kind of the, the general sure. picture of what, what your business sure. looks um, like.
1: Sure. We are based in Tulsa. We've got um, about 2,000 square foot uh, office space with lots of different offices for photographers, videographers, admin, and sales. Um, we Our first hire was like a sales assistant for me. Um, or not a sales assistant, a business assistant kind of to help with all my details that was like the best thing I ever did for my company. I didn't have to deal with all the contracts. Oh, um, you know, it was kind of, I didn't have any uh formal training in running a business. I mean, I went to school for advertising and marketing, but, um, you know, we hired the first person to do that. And I thought, wow, it'd be cool if I could train somebody to edit video for me and with me and cut it down for me and get it um going. Um Fast forward, you know, five, six years uh, ahead, we now have two photographers that work for the company um, Nina and Jess, they're our full-time photographers. And then we have Rylan who does video with myself. So we've got two video people, um, an admin, Hannah, who's like the business office manager. We have Morgan who runs our sales department. She's super personable and really good about meeting with brides. Um, I meet with the brides too, but she can kind of like follow up and, um, do all the sales. And then we have, um, Another girl that we just hired that does um, sales outside of Oklahoma. So we're expanding into Dallas. Um, We do a lot in Southern California. So we've got like um, E-offices in those cities. Those are where we do a lot of weddings and market. And, um, you know, uh, we've grown where we have shooters in those areas. And then we have about five interns. And I I count them as employees. Um, You know, so we've got like six paid people, five, you know, interning, learning to be paid. And we're just growing um it's funny i'm the only guy there's 10 uh, 11 girls um that work for me so if you any guys out there that want to work for reading productions holla um but Uh, you know, our goal and my goal from the beginning is to been has been to create jobs for people that love photography, love videography, but don't want to run the business side of things. They don't want to deal with taxes, they don't want to deal with, you know, well if I didn't have a wedding this weekend, I don't get a paycheck or um those kinds of things. So um at a distance, you know, the company right now, um we're shooting last year we shot about a hundred weddings, video or photo. Um if it was both, I counted it as two. Um, I'm looking at my numbers here as a cheat sheet from last year of how many we shot, Um, about 60 wedding videos. And this year, um, we are around 40 video uh, weddings and 30 that we've booked, but we raised our prices by about $2,000 a package. So we have more income off of 20 less weddings than we did last year. So that's kind of... That's kind goal. of where it's heading and we keep raising our prices, we keep raising the quality of what we're doing, and then um it just really um when we decided last about four years ago to start saying no to people, um, that's when we really got to start to say yes to the to the people we wanted to say yes to and they have friends and it snowballs. So that's at a glance. Did I answer that or did I go off on too much of a tangent?
0: Yeah, no, that was a great that was a great kind of big okay. picture. Um Tell me this is something that um I think a lot of people would be confused by as to who you say and, and we had one of our other guests say a similar thing mm-hmm. and had them answer, but but you you said you say mm-hmm. no to people. Tell me what that looks like for you to say no sure. to people.
1: Um, you know, Rewind back to two thousand seven, I was saying yes to anybody that would let me film their wedding. I needed to pay the bills. Um And so I remember uh, maxing out a credit card at the very beginning to uh, do a bridal show. And I just gave away everything in the kitchen sink. I was saying yes to everybody. Like we, you know, we do. You got to get going. You got to have a reel. Um, And I was willing to put in the work. But um, after about 10, 15 weddings where I made 750 bucks, I was like, I'm going to start raising these prices. And I slowly and gradually did to where a few years ago, we were one of the most expensive in this part of the country. Um And we decided that we're going to uh, raise our prices, keep raising them until um, we hit kind of the mark where we feel like the effort um, is going into. But to do that, you know, we had to say no to lots of different uh, brides, sweet people that, you know, um, but it's a, you know, I say it a lot. We only have 52 weekends a year. A Saturday in June is different than a Saturday in January. And I'm not just going to say yes to somebody you know, that's sweet, although I would love to tell their story, you know, I'm looking for that right fit and somebody that understands the value that I can bring. So we started and it hurt it's so it's so hard to say no to, you know, a thirty five hundred dollar or forty five hundred dollar budget. Um, whenever it's like I know that I could really use that money or our company could use that money or we could use a new piece of gear. Um and so last year specifically, two years I guess now ago, we started saying, um, "I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna take any people that can't do at least X amount of dollars." And we started um, really looking at the numbers and what it really took to produce what we were doing. And it was like, if we can't get this much, we're just gonna have to say no. And it was really, really hard for a guy like me to say no, but it has paid off a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Talk to me about um, one of the questions we had. So I, I posted this on Facebook to ask if people had questions for you. One of the questions we had from Brandon Price was, um, do you have like a set number of like, I want to make this much per hour after I've done everything. I know your model is pretty different because you have so many people working Mm -hmm. for you. So maybe that number is a little bit more difficult to calculate. Um, But you've done some, you've done some obviously thinking about about your yeah. pricing a lot and where all this money is going. So
1: do you have a number in mind like that? Or Typically, not really? yes and no. Um, you know, I, I always try to gauge it. Um, the way we break down our pricing and how we raise our prices every year, this kind of helps to explain it. Once we hit a certain number of weddings each year, that's when we raise our price because we know we have our base covered. And so that number okay. usually, you know, anywhere um profit margin is usually around 70% is kind of what I look at. So what it, actually, cost now that the price is, you know our average for this year is about fifty five hundred six thousand dollars a wedding video um with some upwards ten 000, twelve thousand and some the lowest that we have on the books I was trying to look this year, I think is right around forty five hundred. Um, 4,400, something like that. But, um, six months ago, our prices were about a thousand dollars cheaper, um, until we hit about 30 weddings for this year. And then I raised the price because I knew all my bases are covered. So as we have grown each six months or so, we've been raising the prices a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so profit margin is kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I'm able to pay my people more. For, you know, their time, Um, you know, if they're a lead shooter for me um, or second shooter, I can pay them more as opposed to, um, you know, just taking it all for myself kind of thing. And so I'm paying them more, but I'm kind of looking at the about 30 percent of the total budget is to shoot it, edit, produce, meet with the bride, all everything that goes into it. I have about a 70, 75 percent profit margin. Um, and it's taken 10 years to build to that. It used to be way lower, but, you know, if we shoot a $10,000 wedding, we're going to profit as a company about 7,500 bucks. Um, so, um, that also, you know, that always goes to my business manager. Now it's more of a company than it is just like me. Um, but you know, she kind of manages the, helps manage the money with me and say, Hey, we've got to set this aside for this edit and we've got to set this aside. So, the amount per hour usually range you know differs and keeps going up. It's a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour for our time at this point. Um so yeah. it keeps going up, which is has been good. Um we still have people saying yes to our prices, so we keep going up with the prices. So um that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Uh so one of the things that I'm I'm hearing and, and I'm coming from the perspective of someone else who I I, I don't have employees; they're, they're mm-hmm. contract labor. But we have we have people who are working for us every yep. single weekend. Um, so and we uh, we're kind of in this funny place, and we're trying to make make some decisions mm-hmm. around that right now. Actually, so I'd love to hear. Yeah you know, how'd you made that decision to kind of move from contract labor to... And I would clarify too, I have
1: about eight people that I still contract. Um, People that have worked for me before, um, friends from church that are are on the, you know, the creative team and amazing at shooting. Um, I don't let anybody lead shoot for me unless they've shot 50 weddings with me. It's kind of about um, 50 to 75 weddings. And, you know, we shoot a lot of weddings so we can get there um, decently quick with them. But... Um So we have contract labor workers as well that I just say you get X amount of dollars sure. to shoot for me. Um Whenever I moved to employees is whenever um it's kind of like renting a piece of gear almost, you know, whenever I'm going to rent it more times than it costs to own it or to, you know, and I don't own my employees, but like it, it's less expensive to have the employee um that can edit, you know, two wedding films or three wedding films a month for me than it is to, you know, try to subcontract that out. It's better for me to have somebody here all the time. So, um, you know, if I can give them a constant paycheck, they like that better than a contract. So I can usually work and negotiate a deal with them for a salary um, with bonuses for, you know, finishing more wedding edits or things like that. Um, but the first step for me was it was I was realizing that I was getting behind on my edits and um, it was – worth it for me to raise my prices by $500 a wedding to be able to pay somebody, you know, 1500, 2000 bucks a month to edit two or three weddings for me. And so, um, I raised the prices accordingly and then had that second person cut footage for me, get it ready. And then I groomed them and trained them under my wing for about a year before they even edited their first video on their own. So, um, I'm a very patient guy and I'm a big fan of teaching. So like, it's a, investment you you lose money at the beginning when you're hiring an employee but um the majority of the ones that i've spent a lot of time on have paid off because they end up being able to edit weddings you know better than me or quicker than me and i'm able to focus on what i enjoy the most which is building the business um and shooting at the weddings so
0: yeah awesome so um do you have – is your editor also uh-huh. a shooter? Yeah,
1: and the funny story, um, I've got um one other editor that edits alongside me, uh, Rylan, and she last year interned for us for a different department, and we had her start going on weddings as an admin. Um, which is a position we kind of have created in the last year. And this is somebody that's 10 bucks an hour that comes to the wedding for about four or five hours. They help us load gear. They help us set up tripods. They help bring me lenses and it cost me 50 bucks. And so we had them start coming along to tell our Snapchat stories and our Instagram stories. And she was there and she had, you know, we had kind of gotten everything set up. And I was like, here's a camera um, why don't you try to start shooting? You know, like you've been, she'd been editing, but she hadn't been shooting yet. And so she picked up a camera and has a good eye for it and started shooting. And I'd start like giving her on the job training. Um, and so she came to about 15 weddings last summer and now she's just starting second shooting for us. She's been to about 35 weddings now. And so it's, you know, luckily we have quantity in our, in our favor that I can get people out at weddings and train them. But, um, yeah, she, she, yeah. she, shoots, um, she was interning to edit and learn to edit for us in the last, um, little bit. And so it was like, it made sense for her since she had been seeing all the footage to go out there and try to shoot it as well. And so she came out as a third shooter for a while, which was a, you know, the, the couple hadn't paid for that. And then we slowly moved her into a second shooter role. Usually that's about 30, 35 weddings to be a second shooter. Um, for us and because a lot of people grow these big companies but they forget the quality and i've i've learned that like that will sink my boat very quickly and so i don't let anybody shoot unless they're qualified and and so that's kind of a a core principle around here is like you've got to earn your spot on the team and um you know that's why and how we're growing is that people really are um, enjoying that that growth process so
0: yeah That's awesome. So so if you have somebody who's kind of full time for you as an editor, are you paying them additionally to shoot for you um, on just kind of a case? -case Yeah, usually
1: we have it set up where they're a salary plus overtime, basically. And so um, they they will either do a part time salary or, you know, like the video side of things right now. She's full time. And if we have a wedding on Saturday, um, she takes one of the days off of the week. Um, so like she would shoot Saturday and be off Sunday, Monday and just work Tuesday through Saturday. She gets paid extra overtime. Like she gets paid more for the shooting. Um, so it's a little bit of overtime on her, you know, it's easier to sit at a computer than it is to run around all day. So I give them, um, double pay on the, the, the fifth day for that. So they get, you know, double time for the shooting. So it still works out in their favor where they're getting a good chunk and they're getting two days off still. So I'm trying to Um, you know, I'm a guy that can go six or seven days a week. I'm trying to give my employees two days off each week. It's, it's the best thing that I've done because they want two days off. I'm, you know, cool with one. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, one of the things that I'm always curious about is this balance of, of photo and Mm -hmm. video. Um, so, I've, I've got two brands. I got my volume brand where I have the shooters working for me, but we're right now we're just mm-hmm. video. Um, and then I have my other company that, I'm, you know, I'm the primary shooter for, but we'll also do photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I'm curious kind of about this. It's, it's sort of a funny balancing act for mm-hmm. me, um, on these, these two different, uh, sides of things, the, the photography and the video, how are you guys kind of, Walking that line with with weddings, do you because I imagine you know, if some people come to you because they loved one of your wedding films and they've already booked a photographer, mm-hmm. you know and and then maybe vice versa also maybe they just booked you for photography, they didn't prioritize the video mm-hmm. that happens <laughs> um, but you've got you've got you've got split resources, right? because you have you know you're probably the primary video video shooter it sounds like. Um, so yeah, you know how, how do you kind of walk that line when you get a job that's just photography? Do you take that or do you wait for a job that's going to be both?
1: Um, Talk about So that. about five years ago is when we added photography, and a photographer, a photographer from another studio in town um, came to me and said, hey, I'm looking at making a transition. Are you interested in adding photography to your company? And my wife and I had been very much looking for the right photographer. She fit perfectly with our style. Um, she fit perfectly with our brand. Um, we knew her from weddings past, so she became – you know, part-time photography and an admin as we were uh, growing the company. And so we didn't have any photo weddings, but I knew that she was amazing at what she did. Um, It came at a hefty price tag, but I wanted her on the team. So um, she's run the department since the beginning. um, And then we hired a second photographer. So they're their own, um, you know, the two girls, Jess and Nina, are the ones that are running the show and I'm I'm meeting with them weekly but I'm giving I've given them the freedom to kind of run the the entire photography department so it's kind of like its own company underneath our brand Um, and so we have packages where they can do both video and photo together but a lot of times they just do video or just do photo um, you know, we do about 60% video, 40% photo as a company, but every year it has trended up towards more photo and less video. Um, or like, you know, first year we did like 10% photo, then it was 25, then, you know, 30 then 35 then 40. Um, so I, I can see it being, you know, everybody wants a photographer. And that was one of the main draws for me is like, if I can catch them early, um, when they're booking their photos, then they see our videos. It's like, because we all know as videographers that it's like yeah if we have enough room after we've catered we'll maybe add you know video you know last case worst case scenario we might add video so um you know if there's a wedding in June and they just want video or just want photo um if the price is right you know if the if video kind of you know 4500 5000 is kind of like yeah we'll do it um same thing with photo so um depending you know the minimum you know if they're willing to hit that we can we can do that and the way we have it set up as a company actually is that we have six people that can lead shoot um four video people and two photo people so we could handle six weddings in a day and so there have been wedding days um like last November 5th we had three video weddings and two photo weddings at five different locations um and so over time I've trained enough people to lead shoot the way i would lead shoot um the quality that i would do we have the same amount of gear if we need to rent in you know so there's no difference um you know and when we're meeting with the bride we're very open with like who's going to be their lead shooter all that good stuff Um, and they get to meet with them before and feel comfortable with them Um, it's a lot more work but we just make sure that they're comfortable they know who their you know lead shooter for video is lead shooter for photo and then every wedding within a week of the wedding we do kind of like a final consultation whether it's via FaceTime or whether it's in person, um, just to walk through things and potentially uh, offer, you know, some extras for their wedding day or after. But um, we've kept it pretty pretty separate, you know, and um, most people just love our videos. If they love our videos, they love our photos. And so it's just kind of a no-brainer for them to do both. We give them about 10% off if they'll do it together because we've realized Working with our own crew is much easier than trying to like navigate. Um, but it had to be good quality. And so that's why I waited so long to add a photo. But now they're off and running and they're killing it. I mean, our Instagram has blown up, uh, in the last year from the photos that they've been posting. They've gone from 3,000 people to 12,000 people on Instagram. And like, we rarely post any videos over there, but, um, they're, they're getting lots of inquiries every day. So
0: get inquiries from instagram not instagram
1: every not every not every day from instagram but just the, the photography team uh the instagram inquiries are a few times a month but um
0: that's great though i mean you know it's it's rare to get a an actual inquiry oh it is on okay you know, yeah so I, I, that's cool we're yeah.
1: mainly faith i think for a yeah, lot mainly of for facebook is where we get all of our uh we spend a lot of our time advertising on facebook so Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've kept it pretty separate, but at the same time, like, um, you know, it's one contract if they're, they're doing both video and photo, it's all spelled out for them and easy, you know, um, our administrator, Hannah kind of keeps everything in order for me. So they're just, they just have a good experience because we know everybody's a walking, talking billboard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, talk to me about this. Cause you mentioned like, you know, a, a 10% off discount mm-hmm. if they do both are you if someone's like kind of working into a a bigger package are you are you off- offering extra incentives and that kind of thing for them to go up or i know it it's sort of a balancing act between you said you, you know you're giving a 10 mm-hmm. percent discount if they do both versus like you're also saying hey if they're not at least yeah. at this number then i'm going to say yeah. no to them talk to me through like you know when you're willing to say yes to a client when they kind of play that negotiation yeah. game with, you. well, I'm not day. really
1: one that like will respond well to somebody that says, Hey, I've been quoted this. Can you match it? You know I mean? Obviously we all hate that. Um, most of our clients come to us and don't ask for a discount. They don't, um, at this point, you know, they're, they, I want to book you. I'm ready to book you. How can I make sure I don't miss out on you guys being at our wedding? So that's like taking 10 years to get to, but, um, when I say discount I mean if they're combining you know it goes from a $12,000 package to an $11,000 package kind of or you know $11,500 package it's not a huge discount it is an incentive for them to book photo if they weren't going to book photo with us or book video if they weren't going to book video with us other than that we don't like usually offer any discounts unless it's for a a wedding a non-wedding day typically you know like a Monday through Thursday kind of thing or in Oklahoma, it's super slow in January and February. So, you know, if you're getting married in a, on a Tuesday in January, let's talk. If you're getting married on a Saturday in May, it's probably not going to happen. But, um, you know, and then it's yeah, intuition. Absolutely. I mean, I, I let my sales team kind of look at the, the couple as well um, and see how they are towards us, if they're respectful. And they're just like, yeah, we love you guys. Our parents set a max budget of 5000 I see this is, fi- uh, you know, $5,400 for this package. What can we do? can, you know, if their heart is, we just want you, but this is the max we have, you know, we will, instead of saying, yeah, we'll give it to you for 5,000, we'll say, well, what if we pull off this um, and really keep the value on everything inside of the packages that we have? So if it's, you know, two shooters for seven hours, we might say, hey, if we can do two shooters for six hours, we'll do it. Um, You know, so that way they are realizing that everything we do is very strategic and of value. That's been, that's been the best thing for us. Um, if you start doing the discount game, I mean, I've learned it. I've got lots of scars on my back from, uh, discounting, you know, people and saying, yeah, I'll do a big discount. You know, they'll, we'll refer you, they say, and all that good stuff, but they're terrible to work with. They want more things for free. They, And so, um, you can tell, usually gut feeling about a couple or their parents, you know, if they're going to be trying to Yankee around, you know, and so we don't, we just kind of stop doing any discount just to do a discount. Um, you know, where it's like, Hey, can you do 5,000 for your 5,500 package? It's like, like, no, I I can take take off $500 $500 worth worth of stuff. stuff. But But other other than that, um, um, I don't, I I don't usually usually even offer that, especially if they seem seem like like they they might be a little bit bit harder to work with. with. Mm -hmm. Um. But you have to gauge but it. You have to gauge it. I mean,
0: because a lot of times the things that are in our packages are like they're value adds, but they don't really cost us much of anything. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, maybe you have a, you know, a 16 by 20 canvas print and you charge $500 for it, but it costs you 25 bucks to get it made. Yep. Yep. You know? yep. yep. Okay. Well, you know, hey, I'm going to throw in a $500, you know, print for you. Yeah, If you do this now, you know, that kind of
1: thing. Yeah. And I mean, depending on how hungry you are, um, you know, is what I say. And, you know, like at this point of the year, I was looking at our numbers. Uh, I've got a spreadsheet with all the numbers from last year, this year. We're at about 95% of the revenue contracted. To us this year than we hit last year, and it's only April, so I'm very excited to uh, just sit back and tell people no. It's it's kind of fun um, because I mean it, we did this happened just the other day. We had said no um, for a, a date in wedding or a date in May for a wedding um, in in Tulsa, and they only had a four thousand dollar budget, and we didn't have the day booked yet, and it's late. And we ended up booking a wedding in Santa Barbara, California for $9,000. Um, and, you know, it's like because, you know, we're not hungry, hungry, like, you know, some people are. Um, luckily, you know, it's well, not luckily. We've been working really hard to get to this point. But um, we, we definitely don't take it for granted. But um, this makes it much easier for me to look at the numbers and say, we don't need that wedding at a huge discount because we're already going to hit all of the numbers we need to to pay everybody and to give people raises or bonuses or all that good stuff.
0: Uh, so uh, Clive McLaughlin uh, asked a question. He said, um, and I think I know the answer to this based on what you're talking about, kind of being hungry, but um, he said mm-hmm. um, he's heard some people adjust their prices depending on if they really want to do a wedding that sounds sweet, then they yeah. might have a lower price. Yeah. If it's a wedding that sounds a bit meh, then uh then he might highball it so is is that yeah. a good idea um is that a bad idea uh,
1: i think to each their own but like this uh i definitely am a sucker for traveling and well that's the that's my kryptonite and so you know if there's a wedding like we're doing one in tahoe um here in, in june and uh I, I love lake tahoe i love I love being there, and we're already doing one in Santa Barbara the next weekend, so it's like I'm going to film a wedding in Tahoe on one Saturday, spend a week with my family, film a wedding in Santa Barbara, drive down through Yosemite, make a trip out of it. I thought if I can cover the cost of my family going, I'll do a video just myself. And so I think they're getting the $4,000 video that should be $8,000, but my family is going to get to go. We're going to get to go to Yosemite. We're going to Disneyland, and it's going to be a paid vacation. So That's I mean... Awesome you know that it's kind of yeah i mean how hungry are you do you want the the wedding or not do you need the wedding you know right now um we had uh only one wedding in september for some reason like every year september is really busy for us but i looked through the the calendar and it's like we have three weekends open in september so i told you know morgan our sales manager i said hey Look through our our system, and and uh, we use ShootQ. So look through ShootQ and see who's contacted us for September, and offer them up to a thousand dollars off our middle package. Um, we'll still make forty five hundred dollars off that package if they're willing to go for it. But um, you know, there's fifteen or twenty people that have contacted us that haven't booked us in September, and it's like I'm willing to give some discounts just to have an equal you know stream of revenue in those months. Now I'm not going to do it for two thousand bucks, but. Um, and only to people, you know, I'll look and see where the wedding is. I'll look to see the notes from our conversation. Um, you know, if they're getting married at, you know, some venue that I hate working at, I will skip that, you know? So, um, it it honestly, it's different every year because your calendar looks different every year. And sometimes like for every year that I've ever been in business, April has been crazy. And this year we have one wedding in April and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it because the numbers are are still good, but I have no idea why. It's just different every year. So I, I think people yeah. get stuck in their routine and stuck in their like way of doing things. And it's like, well, this is how we charge people instead of getting creative and figuring out a way. Um, and I will say based on, you know, I, I was watching the, uh, the Facebook live video you, you did about extras and add ons. I mean, almost every single couple, um, we add anywhere from two to $3,000 worth of add ons when it comes yeah. to, um, doing more shoots, a story of us video the day before um you know, we'd come out and film their story or whether it's adding um extra coverage time. Most everybody adds extra coverage time. We used to right. do unlimited time. We stopped doing that four or five years ago. And uh you know most of the time the week of the wedding they're adding a thousand dollars worth of coverage time and they're also adding, you know, a little bit longer edit or they're wanting to, you know, include something else. Um, and then we always, uh, after, you know, we slowly walk them through, um, you know, once they get the video done, we have a really cool studio where they can come in and do like a premiere night and we have popcorn and snacks for them and they can bring up to six guests. And, uh, so they come in and they, uh, get to watch their film. It's emotional. We have Kleenexes everywhere for them to, you know, (laughs) dry their eyes. And we walk through and we have one of our sales girls, you know, kind of talk to them about the film, a couple of add-ons. Obviously, the the jump drive with all the raw footage on it is a huge seller. Um, everybody needs that, and we're you know we're not ever selling anything that we don't think that they need. Yep. If we can, you know, there's never a time and you know that we do that, and so. But most people add on anywhere, you know, on the video side, you know, a thousand to two thousand bucks, and on the photo side, I mean, the prints, not, it's you know, we're training them the entire time, all the way through. Yeah, you're going to probably spend two or three thousand dollars on prints, so you might be ready for that kind of thing. And they do, they spend a lot of money on our frames and our prints and our canvases. And, and so my thing is I'm proud of every single product that we sell. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm giving anybody uh, the short end of the stick. And, um, so we're very comfortable being confident in our high priced items because we go the extra mile on those items. And, you know, every wedding, it's probably 15, 20% more just on the add-ons. Um, and that was a point I was going to make is just that I think a lot of people um think, you know, I have to have to feed them everything about what I do on the first time we meet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've learned that you've got to just give them the basics. You know everything about your business. There's no way they can process it and digest it in a, an hour long meeting. So listen, listen, listen to those people um, and just kind of see what they're really wanting. Make sure that you can tell them um, what, you know, you're hearing what they're wanting and kind of quote them based around that. Um, we always build a little, uh, custom, uh, timeline for them just to kind of show them the amount of time that we think we would need to be there and kind of walk through it um, with them. We recommend vendors to them. We're just building trust and listening. And so, um, I have no idea how I got over to that point, but I felt like it was necessary to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me about the room that you're sitting in. I'm very curious about this because it's it's super rare these days for um, for someone in our field to have a dedicated office. Um, I have mm-hmm. a lot of people do the home office thing. That's what I'm sitting in right now. Uh-huh. Um, I've I've kind of decked it out to be a great spot to meet with clients and that kind of thing. But they're still coming to my home, sure. um, and you know, kind of walking in, into my entry before they get to my office. That kind of yeah. thing. Um, when did you guys make the decision that it was going to be beneficial to have your own office building and or, or whatever you're in? Talk, talk mm-hmm. to me about the the facility that you're in, and then yeah, you did you did a little bit actually. You said you had two thousand square feet, but yeah, tell me about like when you made that decision and if that's been a, a good thing for you guys.
1: Sure. Um, we made the decision when my wife, uh, wanted that decision to be made. <laughs> my, uh, my stuff was taking over our little house at the time. So, um, I, I was also, we had a newborn baby. It was loud. I couldn't edit. Like we just had this little house and it was like our first office I think was like 300 bucks a month. And it was just like a square room that wasn't at my house that I could just sit in alone all day and edit. Um, yeah. and then we started adding people. And it was like, oh, we need room for all these people. Um, and so, um, yeah, we have a, a space. I can send you over some video footage. I don't want to mess up my camera right now. But this is, my, I mean, I've got a little office here. Um, we have a, a studio that uh, has couches and stuff for people to watch their films. Um, it's just a, a little retail space that we have here. We're looking at some other spaces, actually, just that are a little bit bigger um, because we're growing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it really did change the game for us. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, if you're just going to do something on your own, um, I don't know if it's necessary. Um, I didn't like the idea of people knowing where my house was, um, was the main thing with my kids and all my, you know, my stuff, all my cameras, everything there. So um, we decided to, you know, to go for it. And as we've grown, we've just kind of grown a little bit here and there and we've moved into an office. Uh, the The price was right. And, um, you know, it's crazy what we're spending, but at the same time, it it definitely bodes to like a, a sense of professionalism. So they come into a studio as opposed to, you know, my house, which I don't think it's, you know, to each his own. And I respect the hustle and the game, you know, of building. Um, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to be ashamed with having it at your own, your place, especially um, if you can make it work for you. It just didn't necessarily work for us. Um, but having the office, um, we can decorate it the way we want. We can make it feel the way we want. Um, and my favorite part is when I'm done working, I can just go home and unplug. And so that's been, you know, I look at it as if it can book me one extra wedding a month, it makes our company $10,000 a month or 5000 you know, depending on, and it's like, um, just having a dedicated place. I didn't want employees coming to my house. Um, you know, I don't want to, I didn't want that. So the office itself right now, we've got, um, like I said, about 2000 square feet. Um just little 10 by 10 offices, um, for people to use. Uh, there's a video team office that has two people in it, a photo team office that has two people in it, a sales team office with two people and the admin office with two people. I get my own, but, um, with my little basketball hoop over there and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we, we, it's, it's been very, uh, very awesome for us to have people come to a, a physical space. Um, you know, with all of our canvases hanging up and our prints and all that. So if you want me to, I can kind of send you some photos of the, the place um, or video, whatever you'd like. So cool. you can kind of see Yeah, it.
0: that'd be great. I think people would be really interested in that. So we can definitely yeah. put that in the show notes on the website. Cool. Awesome. So uh, talk to me about, um, this is always kind of a, a point of contention, I think, in the industry is uh, you get an inquiry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, usually it's, are you available and what's your pricing, right? Yep. (laughs) Um, Short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you kind of go from there? And also kind of in, in conjunction with that, what do you, what do you say online in terms of pricing? Are you, um, you know, are you you just kind of posting it out there for everyone to see? Are you Mm -hmm. saying we're starting at, are you saying average price or are you saying nothing um, mm-hmm. yeah. Talk to me through how you kind of handle that situation. Yeah.
1: Um, so our, our form on our webpage, uh, right above the form, it says, you know, video packages starting at 3950 photo packages starting at 3450. Um, that is our base package, uh, which includes one shooter for five hours. So it's enough. It's low enough to like be worth my time if sure. somebody really wants to book it, but, you know, I'm under the impression that most people just don't understand the value of, I said, you're going to spend $8,000 on a film. I, I don't feel like people would be calling me as much. Um, it takes time to sell a higher end product. Um, and so getting the entry point for them to say, okay, I could probably do 4000 if I stretch. Um, you know, that's the kind of client that I want to contact me. Right. And so I put the that price out there and I don't put too much else because I don't want to lose them before they have a time a chance to like face to face meet our team and see, oh, these people are cool, these people are real and they care a ton about what we do. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, we have thirty nine fifty because if somebody is like, Wow, thirty nine fifty is ridiculous, I don't want them to call me, I don't want to pay somebody to answer their phone call, I don't wanna respond via email. Um right. And also in our form it says, what is your budget? And it starts by saying four thousand to five thousand, five 000 to seven thousand, seven to and up, or something like that. Um, so they can't even put that their budget is under four thousand dollars. Um so it's trying to reiterate to them we're expensive. Um but at the same time, I don't want it to be outside of the range of people that would end up spending five or six thousand dollars for me. So right. um if somebody contacts us, the process, you know, we get an, an email from our system. And, uh, Morgan, our sales manager, uh, gets that email as well. And I used to get that email, but now she does. And, you know, it says they all their information. Um, we try to call them within the hour. Usually we, on our form, it says, can we text you? So we'll shoot a text to them first and say, Hey, this is uh, John over here with redeem productions. Got your inquiry. When's a good time to call, you know, cause nobody answers a phone call if it's just a random number. And so we get that permission from them obviously beforehand. And they say, you know, like usually they'll respond within an hour saying, hey, I can't talk. I'm in class or hey, what about tomorrow? And so we just schedule that out. Um, if they don't ever respond, you know, we obviously follow back up. Um, but usually it's an auto email that goes out when they go to our, you know, fill out our form. And then we will text them. And if we don't hear from them within about an hour, um, we'll email them and, and leave a voicemail. And then she will put it on her, we've got a whiteboard with like new leads, hot leads, cold leads, and then that's all in our system as well of people that it's like, man, they better, you know, we don't want to forget about them because we do have a lot of leads coming in, probably about 20 leads a week um, at least. And so um, they get confusing of who's who. And my ultimate goal is a face-to-face conversation is what I want. Um, Some people want to just do phone call. I do way better in person. Some people do terrible in person. Um, and so I want a face-to-face conversation, whether it be, you know, on FaceTime or Skype, but the most, you know, the best is a face-to-face when mom is there too. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I do really well with like listening to what mom wants and, and kind of bridging the gap, um, between what mom wants and what the daughter wants and, you know, um, bring some peace to the, the family about what they're trying to to purchase, you know? Um, and so if I can get a face-to-face, that's what I do. If I can't get that, I'll do a phone call. Um, if I can't get a phone call and they just want to text, I'll do that. Usually those, you know, the most important bookings happen with face to face and they get a little, you know, not most important, but the most that they book the most in those meetings. Yeah. Um, and then we have kind of like a system where if they've gone ghost, what we call in the office, you know, they don't respond. They, they sent an inquiry. They say our wedding's at, you know, on the beach in Hawaii and we're all excited and it's, you know, they don't respond. They never Um, we don't hear from again, you know, and it's like, uh, we'll text them, we'll put them in the list of like the cold leads, and we'll follow back up about once a week, and then once a month. And then after a couple months, we just let them go. Um, But sometimes, you know, like emails show up in spam. So we we usually shoot a text message at least once. We're we're never pushy or anything like that. But it's just like, hey, making sure you got our email, making sure you got our phone call, you contacted us, remember, you know, and it's funny how that happens. They contact you and it's like, I think they think they're going to get the pricing um if they just mm-hmm. hit submit or something and then they don't right. want to talk. And so um but I will say over the years the majority now of our contacts are actually like a personal email to me or to one of our crew from a bride that has gotten our info from another bride or another planner, yep. you know. And so those bookings are much much easier where a planner has sent them to us. Um, and I could go on for days about building relationships with, you know, uh, planners and your brides and the bridesmaids at the weddings and all that kind of stuff. But, um, the inquiries come in, that's mainly the process of how we get, how we, how we filter through them. You know, I think that we're, we are uh, blessed to have somebody that's their whole job is thinking about that, um, where it used to be me editing and then like, I'd be tired of editing and then I'd go respond to a couple inquiries and like, try to, do a meeting in the middle of editing. And and so, you know, as the machine has gotten a little bit bigger, we've been able to hire people. um, You know, Morgan is 20 hours a week, part-time sales manager. So, I mean, you know, she can in four hours a day, kind of do all of her job research, you know, bridal shows, all that kind of stuff. And so um, that's kind of the the process for right now.
0: Awesome. Um. Talk to me about, we, we, we kind of touched on this earlier, um, but I think this is, it's a foreign concept for a lot of a lot of people in this industry. And I want to talk about a little bit more is um, what I made that Facebook live video about the other day mm-hmm. is you book a wedding and, you know, maybe it was on the lower end. It could have been on the high end too, mm-hmm. um, but, but you book a wedding and um, most people um, – you know they book their package and that's the package they're going to get and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to deliver and then we're going to be done with it that is probably if I were to put a number on it I would guess that's 90% plus of mm-hmm. uh, people in the wedding video business um yeah i i am um i am running away from that model at this point in my career um mm-hmm. because i've found that uh if i if i listen well and i have the right conversations then sometimes I can even double that number. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to me. I know you're doing something kind of similar. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk to me particularly. You you mentioned some things with photo and some of the prints and things like that. Talk to me through some of the other things that you're doing. Once you book, let's say you book a $5,000 video package. Mm -hmm. What are you doing afterwards to try to get that into a bigger package? Sure. um, Overall.
1: Well, um, through our system, there's a couple of automatic emails that go out depending how far out the the wedding is. So, like our girls, they do like I um, do an engagement session, you know, with the couple. But they, it's usually not a, a bridal session. Usually, isn't you know, incorporated. So, three months before the wedding, it's like, hey, you know, Susie, um, don't know if you you thought about bridal portraits, but here's a link to some of our most recent you know photos. If you're interested, here's the prices. And then our one of our girls will follow up and say, "Hey, didn't know if you got our email, but we'd love to do some bridal portraits with you um things like that, or they do boudoir, they do um day after sessions they do um all kinds of stuff the extra sessions and then it's like we will do a free build your timeline about three months out as well like let's walk through again and make sure that the photographers and the video crew is gonna be there um the right amount of time and so you know, when we book them, it's usually a year, 18 months out. Um, We're booking a lot of May this week for next year. Um, And so they don't know what they need quite yet. Um And as you build trust with these, you know, we've done an engagement session by this point, or we've filmed their story at this point. There's this trust built where they realize we're not just only trying to get more money out of them. It's like, we can make something amazing for you. And so if that is what they get out of it, it's much easier to say, I, you don't have to buy this, but have you thought about doing, you know, like we we maybe come out and film the day before your wedding golfing or your, your rehearsal dinner, or like, um you know, you're not, I've never had a client be upset that they had us come out. I say that a lot, you know, it's like I've never had somebody mad that we were at the rehearsal dinner and got that speech that dad, nobody knew was going to say, or, um yep. and you know, specifics in those kinds of moments you know, are are really cool. And then also just having the reel to show them the story of us video that we did for Lainey and Joseph in Big Bear, California uh, at Big Bear Lake. They're like, oh, I want that, you know. And so what I was saying earlier kind of about spoon feeding, you know, walking them along the process is just kind of writing it out and saying, okay, when you book, we're going to just talk about the packages. We're not going to try to add on coverage yet. We're just going to get their deposit. We're going to get their contract signed in about a month, we're going to do this. In about two months, we're going to do this. And you kind of got to play with it for your company. But um, we see a lot of people add extra coverage time for the wedding day. They add extra, you know, uh, a day after session or um, a same day edit or a, I mean, there's a lot of things that we offer, um, you know, where people will book it, especially after they've realized, oh, we're just real people. Um, and I think that's, um, you know, it goes back to what I was saying, is like they can't understand your whole business in one meeting. And the more that they get to know you, the more that you know I become um or the the other employees become friends on Facebook with them. They see that we're just real people doing what we love to do. The culture is uh, contagious. They want um, to be a part of it. They realize that they're going to get a work of art with us. um on the photo photo like we have two sets of salespeople. Morgan does the pre-wedding sales, and then Jess does the post-wedding sales. And so like after the wedding, all the photography, like after an engagement session, after a bridal session, after the wedding, we bring them in and do a premiere night of their photos where they can have guests. We go get nice food for them and drinks, and they can see their engagement images, and we make an event and a big deal out of it. And then we walk them through, here's the albums that you can buy, here's the the canvases, if you buy this grouping of canvases, it's 10% off tonight or, you know, and we have all these different things that we've pre-emailed them. This is the stuff you're going to be able to buy tonight at this price. Come ready. And we're, you know, we're training them to be ready to spend that extra money with us. Same thing with awesome. the video, you know, the it just keeps going and, you know... Um, Obviously, we all know that it just costs so much more to get a new client than it is to make more off of an existing client. So, um, you know, and I'm never one that's pushy. I'm never going to say, oh, you really need to do this book now. Do it now. I just kind of throw out options and say, I think you should do this. And then I will – a big key that I do is I will tell people things that I don't think they need. Um, Mm -hmm. If all the the time it's just – yeah, if every time it's like, "Oh, you should go with our biggest package. Oh, you should do this." It's like I meet with people and it's like, "You don't need our biggest package. You, you you know, you you just need the middle collection. You don't need all this extras. You don't need the, you know, whatever it is." And so it does build that trust. You know, it's like I, I go to the tire shop and I ask for brakes cuz my I'm making a, it's making a noise the other day, and the guy was like, "Oh, you just had something in your line. You didn't need new brakes. It was free." And I'm like, yeah. "I'm going here forever." I trust him. Yep. He didn't try to scam me. And so I think people get a bad rap because they just don't know any better. Not that they're trying to be sleazy or salesy, but the person you're talking to shouldn't feel like they need to take a bath after they get done talking with you. <laughs> so
0: I agree. I think there's there's this, there's this mentality of if I'm going to be a good salesperson, then I'm going to have to put on, you know, the, um, you know, the sports coat and the the cheesy tie and Uh and be that that scumbag salesman. But I think so much more of being a good salesman, particularly in this industry and probably in any industry, is earning trust with the people that you're talking to and being a really good listener. Mm I've gotten so much extra money out of my clients by being a good listener. Um, rather than my rather than me talking and saying yeah. something that really impresses them Bingo. Um, it's it's listening really well to them, learning what their language is and what's important to them what they value mm-hmm. and then communicating how you can add value to the things that are important to them
1: hundred percent and yeah. I say that to the team all the time it's like and you know everybody is different, so we have these like collections and I will tell brides hey, these are kind of the base starting point. Most people add something to this. So if you really want, you know, a hard drive with your footage on it instead of a jump drive, or if you really want a 10-minute video instead of an 8-minute video, like, we can upgrade these things. Every bride is different. and um, But, yeah, we always start out, like, our consultations don't get straight to the me talking. I want to know about them. I want to know I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. And it just naturally comes about if you you know you're asking them kind of, how long they've been together when they got engaged and really engaging with them about their story i always uh, ask them what vendors they have you know it's like who have you guys figured out already It'll, it it helps me learn about like their taste as well as their budget because i know sure. if they're using certain vendors that they're spending more money and so um you know, just learning about them, learning who mom is. I remember everybody's name immediately that's in the room. Sometimes they bring three or four people. I write their names down on my notes just so I have them immediately ready for me. Um, and we walk through, you know, this, the, the things that we can maybe do for them, but we're really just doing the same thing you're saying. Just listen, 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 and then react to what they're saying. And then make sure that we kind of walk through um, and get to that point at the end of the night where we have them make a decision um and it's never salesy but it kind of sounds like hey i know that you guys are very interested i'm not sure if you're you know you're looking at booking somebody else or wanting to talk to anybody else but just to reiterate our deposit you know is a thousand dollars it'll go towards the grand total Um, if you don't know which package you want to go with yet you know we can hold the date with the card on file that we won't charge until you pick out a, a package um Or, you know, if you know you want to book right now, we can take the deposit and we can, you know, at least go with this package. And if we want to upgrade it, we can. Um, But I get them to a point where they have to kind of make a decision. And if they're like, we're not sure, we're not ready. And then I'll say, well, what if I, um, you know, when would be a good time for me to follow up? What about Friday? What about Wednesday? And I'll go ahead and send them the contract with the package that I'm, you know, thinks best for them that night. And I'll send them the timeline that we created for them in the meeting at no charge and I will send them the list of vendors that we recommend and I'll just thank them you know on the the email kind of thing but um you know most about 9 out of 10 people that meet with me in person end up booking and so yeah. um I think that it's just because I've taken the time to really just listen to them
0: Yep Awesome Okay give give one piece of advice to someone who I hear, I hear a comment like this, uh, all the time, um, on, on Facebook and that kind of thing is in my market, it's not possible to charge more than Mm $2,000. Um, have you ever, one, have you ever felt that way, um, in your market, you know, when you're getting started or whatever, um, and what's a piece of advice to them to be able to break beyond that? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, in the middle of America. Um, There is a lot of money in this town, but um, I think that every market, uh, there's good chunks of money in different, you know, especially in in the U.S. um, If it's a a major market, there's going to be some money in that market. Um, And so I think that most people just aren't willing to put in the work to get to that point um and a lot of times you attract the kind of clients that your work is so your work has to be really good um and so like when we got going we were charging 750 for a, a video but yeah. we have always said to our shooters um let's shoot this year like we want to charge next year and so um i've taken that would be my piece of piece of advice shoot this year like you want to charge next year it's all about patience That's it's good. all about um you know, giving people uh, a product that's amazing. You can blow away your couple for this weekend, but if you have something that looks like it costs $4,000 that somebody only paid $2,000 for this year, you can justify raising your prices and saying, yeah, I mean, I'm just as good as this guy that's charging $4,000. Look at my footage. It's better. Um, But, you know, I've done a slow build over time and you know, most people are like, wow, you've got 10 people working for you and you're generating lots of, you know, revenue as a company and boy, you're lucky or whatever. And it's like, I've been working 15 hour days for a decade, you know? And so yeah. I think people want it now, especially in the society where it's just like, oh, I started this last month. How come I can't charge, you know, $3,000, but, um, or 4,000 or whatever it is in your market. Um, but what I've realized is you just attract the kinds of clients that you, you know, you shoot for and that you work with. Um, the way I kind of would do it is every year I would kind of look um, the first year there was one couple that was getting married at like a really nice venue and they'd only paid for me to be there. And I knew that it was going to be one that was really nice that they were just like, oh, we'll do a video whatever. whatever. Um, you know, like they didn't it was, you know, 2008. So like video wasn't as cool. Um, you know, or cinematic. And it was just like, yeah, your uncle with a camera kind of filming thing. And so that that's what they paid me like 700 bucks to do. But I brought out another shooter. I brought out like at that point, it was like this big clunky slider and uh, you know, all this stuff to try to like shoot it in a way that it looked way better than a $750 film. And yeah. so then um, they're, you know, they were a, a wealthy family and had a really beautiful wedding and I have this, you know, video that I shot like they paid me 3000 bucks for. Well, when, you know, their friends came to me and said, hey, their video is awesome. What package did they get? I said, well, they got this package. It's $3,000. And that's the package they got. But I raised the price of $3,000. And they weren't going to go ask the friend, hey, how much did you pay? And, uh, you know. And then it slowly started building. And then we you know, at three thousand dollars we started doing nicer weddings and then at four thousand we started doing nicer weddings and and now it kind of like snowballs the opposite way and so we're getting I mean, people don't even bulk at our prices, so we just keep raising them at this point, you know. And at a certain point, um, you know, we'll do a few weddings a year that are over ten thousand for just video or over ten thousand for just photo. Um, but you know, the average uh couple in Tulsa, Oklahoma is spending, you know, five to $7,000 for our our product and video or photo. Um, yep. And so it's just a slow build and find those clients that you know are going to be like your Barbie and Ken for the year or whatever, and just really go above and beyond. I know that sounds superficial, but if it's a wedding that you know, that's going to look really good on your reel and you can hook up the couple. Then I, I say, you know, go all out for them, invest a little bit of extra money to have that second shooter that they didn't pay for, or, you know, you know, hire somebody to come fly a drone or something like that, or, you know, do something to like give them more value. And then a lot of people just don't even think about just asking for referrals. We do this with every one of our couples. It's like, hey, I know that you guys, you know, I love your film. Do you mind doing a couple things for us? You know, that's kind of the last thing before we, um, you know, part ways with them is, would you mind reviewing us on Facebook and Google? I don't care about wedding wire, but I, I'll put it in there usually. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, would you mind reviewing us? You can just be honest. If it's bad, you know, you know, if it's good, whatever you want, we just want your review. And then also, if you know anybody getting engaged, would you mind sending, you know, tagging them on, on the video on Facebook or whatever? And then we post the video, post the photos and say, send them a message and say, do you mind sharing this? And they always do all of those things for us, and so because we built a relationship, you know, and that's the thing um, that it just takes more work than most people are willing to put in. And what we've done now is, you know, we don't know all the answers by any means, but we've realized that like if we take care of people and copy and paste, um, we can do this in multiple markets, and that's what we've done by adding Dallas this year and Oklahoma City this year, and we're hiring people out there and growing into those cities. Um, and so now we have, you know, we're looking at offices in Dallas and we're looking at offices in Oklahoma City and kind of spider webbing out as, um, my goal is to kind of, you know, have locations all over the place, um, with people that have been trained the right way. So it's a slow build, you know, it's a 20 year process, um, that we're looking at, at doing. You know, most people just you know, or like, Oh, I'll try out wedding videos and they don't, you know, how many people do you know that have done wedding videos for, you know, less than three years and then did something else. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of hopefully the answer to your question.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, we're wrapping up our time. So I'd love to, uh, let's just move into the pick of the week. Actually. Um, do you have, do you have a pick that is somehow related to making better wedding, wedding films?
1: Yeah, I, I, I have this on my office, in my office that sits here. I grabbed it while we we're sitting here. This says best boss. Um, my nice. crew got it for me, uh, when we shot a wedding in LA. And, um, I think that as we've grown our business, um, the best thing that I can do and love to do is provide killer jobs for people. And so um jobs where they're really happy to be and really taken care of. And I really listen to my employees too, you know, my teammates. Yep. Um, and so this sits on my desk as a reminder, like, hey, it's more about the people that I'm working with and the stories that I'm telling. So I felt like this was appropriate, you know, since we're talking more about the business side of things than the gear side of things. So I thought the world's best boss trophy here that kind of reminds me of The Office, which is my favorite show of all time. So yep. this is it right here. What do I do with this thing?
0: That's awesome. I just uh I just rewatched The Office recently. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. We
1: watch it every day. So,
0: <laughs> well, based on your pick, you know, I'm actually going to change my pick because my pick was kind of more gear related. But I like I like kind of going with the theme here. So, I'm going to follow your lead. My pick is going to be an app. So, uh the app is the Wells Fargo app. Okay? So, I <laughs> uh, I happen to bank with Wells Fargo. Uh, they're not a sponsor of this show if you Wells Fargo, if you'd like to sponsor our show, hit us up wells Fargo <laughs> come on where are you at <laughs> but but it's it's actually more about the feature that probably most banks have. It's just the mobile deposit thing. oh mm-hmm. my gosh, freaking love that thing because we are um we do a lot of our business through checks we do either either do a c h payments or checks primarily mm-hmm. every once in a while we'll take a credit card, but we try to avoid it um but I don't have to drive to the bank. Love I can that. I just take a picture of it on my phone. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, uh, if Texas. you're listening to the podcast, you don't see my phone here. But since he's from Oklahoma, I'm going to hold up my Texas flag iPhone case. I don't know like if you can see River that back Z. there. Yeah. I see. He's We're got r- right on top on. of you guys
1: all the time. You know what I'm saying? Piggyback. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll take it.
0: <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, man, this has been really great. It's been really informative. I know our listeners have learned a ton. I have too. Um, so thanks so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the, the reaching out and I, I look forward to seeing it and hearing it.
0: Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. All right. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.